0: Talking in Stations Lounge, where players from all over EVE Online gather to exchange ideas. I'm Madderall. In this program, we sit with another candidate for Council of Stellar Management on the eve of election for CSM-12. Okay, welcome, Victor Karoka. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, very good. Thank you.
0: Now, judging from your accent and for what you told me before, you're from Australia.
1: Yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah. From Australia.
0: All right. Is this the first uh, show you've done for CSM on your campaigning?
1: Yes, that's correct. Yeah. First uh, interview for CSM and first time applying for CSM.
0: Now, that's interesting because you're actually kind of an older player. You've been playing since 2005.
1: Yeah, that's correct. So I first started playing 2005 um, when I was in high school, and then played around for a bit, and then decided to join the army. So I um, obviously had to take a bit of a break because you know, when you're in the army, you don't really have much time for video games.
0: I don't know. I hear people play from like remote locations while they're bored, uh, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, I was infantry, so a lot of my time was spent you know, outdoors and stuff anyway. And then on the weekends, I was down at the pub getting drunk every night. So. <laughs> Me in between that, in between getting flogged and running around all day and then spending 20 hours at the pub, you know.
0: Well, Some would say you don't were, get
1: much time you, video games.
0: You were practicing for Eve while you're
1: getting drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: shooting, shooting things. Yeah. From reading about you, the impression I get is that you really like this game.
1: Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. It's a, Like I said, it's a, it's a game that I started playing 2005, took a break from it. Um, unfortunately, lost my old account details had to start again in 2012. Uh, but yeah, I've just been playing, you know, uh, fairly regular, regularly, regularly. Uh, I've just sort of been on and off the first couple of years, but yeah, recently I've just been playing sort of non-stop.:
0: So what is it you like about the game, and what are the things that attract you to it?
1: Well, primarily uh, it was market and, funny enough, PI that actually attracted me to the game. Um, That, along with PVE in the high sec. um, I basically played by myself for a very, very long time. I didn't know any other Australians who played EVE. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't actually until last year that I actually saw one of my mates on Steam who was playing EVE. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, you play EVE. And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm in a court. I was like, oh, okay. And then I jumped on, you know, TeamSpeak and met his court people and found out there was eight other Aussies in his court.
0: <laughs> and that's the first time so, you uh, thought, I can play this yeah. game with other people too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was just like, wow, I don't, I don't have to like, run around by myself and just, you know, pot around with all this stuff. But, yeah, no, it's been, um, it's been a huge learning curve too because these guys that I've met are all PVP. Uh, they're all Nelsic PVPers, and um, yeah, I have. If you look at my kill board, it's not very great. I've lost a uh, few expensive ships.
0: Oh, how expensive? Well, were they like expensive because you had fittings in there that were really high priced, or were you flying faction uh, ships?
1: Or? <laughs> so, uh, funny, funny story, because I'm a noob to PVP. Oh well, I'm a lot. I'm a lot more experienced now, I guess, in the in the knowledge sense. But um, when I first started, I didn't realize that a particular place by the name of Head GP <laughs> is a heavily ga- gate camp
0: system. That's a high sec to null sec transition, which means
1: it's dangerous immediately. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's only well, two in the re- game, by the way. For a noob like me, who didn't have a clue (laughs) as far as, even though I played for four years, I'd never ventured out to Uh NullSec. So yeah, I um, flew a Charon through there and lost it.
0: (laughs) So you flew a freighter directly into NullSec where it's usually gate camp 24-7. That's
1: awesome. So I am still the butt of the joke. Um, But no, it's good because I can laugh at myself.
0: Ah, I think you should be on CSM you're for right. that reason alone. <laughs> I love that
1: story. Yeah, well, it's not my first chartering uh, that I've lost either, so... Yeah, <laughs> so I tend to lose them.
0: You're an expert at losing freighters?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the second one was because we were war-decked, um, and I lost it. Mm-hmm. And then another time, I went through ranser and lost it.
0: You went through Ranser, which is one of the yeah. pirate, pirate havens in all of yes. EVE. It's a tunnel between... I guess Minmatar space and Galenti space—it's a shortcut that will crucify you.
1: Absolutely, and I learned that lesson.
0: Yeah. So this is great, actually. You're, uh, you're very experienced in losing ships and doing all the things you're not supposed to do. Um, and to me, that is so refreshing. Uh, from coming at it the other direction of like, I am so proficient in this and I'm so good at that and all this other stuff. And i getting a kick out of your, your dead stories. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> all,
0: all the horrible ways to die in EVE. But what's interesting about you is that you played, how long did you play alone?
1: Uh, for about four years since, yeah, pretty much since 2012 until December last year.
0: So you played EVE pretty much kept to yourself for four years. How is it that you didn't get bored of the game and leave? Because the conventional wisdom is, if you don't play with people, you're gonna leave.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting, because um, I've always jumped on and always found uh, the market in particular exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, just, you know, buying and selling and moving things from one trade up to another. Um, I primarily deal in command centers, so I can move tens and thousands of command centers around. Um, it's, it, you know, a lot of people would find that extremely boring, especially if you're jumping 22 or 20 jumps, I should say, from Judy to Dixie. I mean, doing that back and forth can get very Tyson. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for some reason, I just I don't know. I just find it relaxing. Um, and it was often a thing where I'd do, even if I was mining, um, some people, you could call it AFK mining, but it wasn't entirely AFK, but I could watch TV shows and mine at the same time. <laughs> yeah. which i'm sure a lot of people do but um yeah i i learned my lesson very very early on not to afk mine because mm-hmm. there's a lot of suicide gankers in Isaac. yeah
0: well uh i think it's actually if i'm not mistaken 17 jumps to do from do dixie to uh amar but basically 20. And that's what it yeah what it feels like and so you would just move things around and in freighters i guess mostly
1: yeah because In Charons, yeah.
0: Yeah, if you're playing four years, you worked yourself into a, yeah, a freighter or two. Uh, So, what do you think of high set ganking? Is it something? Is it? It's obviously probably scares the heck out of you. Is it something that uh, you think is valuable to the game, or is that something that you disagree with and shouldn't be there?
1: I think there's there's definitely a few changes that can be made to the Mm -hmm. game in that respect. Um, I know from just talking to people in the community so far is that there's a lot of uh, a lot of players who kind of feel the war deck system is a bit broken at the moment. Yep. Um, especially in high sec. I mean, corporations can war deck each other, and th- it's up to the corp to accept the the I guess the price for surrender. Um, but th- that that actually frustrates a lot of people, especially if they're in small corporations where they are just playing by themselves or playing with one or two other people and they get war decked by a, by a group that's got a hundred or hundred plus players, you know? Yeah. Um, and it does make their two weeks of gameplay very, very frustrating. And they, they literally can't do anything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's been uh, suggestions from players in the community saying, you know, how about, you know, there's like a bartering system where you could pay, for instance, Concord a fee to get the war deck removed or, vice versa, where you could pay Concord a to fee to turn a blind eye to attack other corps. You know, there's all these sort of things floating around, um, which, you know, which could be interesting to see if there was something like that. Um, maybe that would also reduce suicide ganking. Maybe there'd be a, a reason for these suicide gankers to actually do proper warfare. Hmm.
0: So these are the, some of the issues that you care about that I'm looking at. Uh, besides war decking, cause you're saying also that's – I've heard this before that uh, actually one of the candidates just brought it up, that it's something they want to look at. But other things are the, the PI system and the – you've done a lot of market trading and stuff. I guess when you're hauling things back and forth, you're working on the markets, the market side of things. Yes. So you've been working on markets and trading and doing stuff like that uh probably a big chunk of that four years right
1: yeah definitely yeah and that's where most of my personal experience is Mm -hmm. it's focused in market and PI and uh, PvE mission running because I have I have an alt where I just you know do a lot of mission running when I get bored of of flying around or where I've got two windows open just decide to go for a bit of a run
0: yeah yeah Uh, do you like the idea of the the missions being static the way they are or do you like the idea of them being more like burner missions and they uh, react more like players react to make it more challenging? Where um, are you in that camp or, or do you think both should exist?
1: I think both should exist. Um, but as far as missions go, I think they need to be more creative, uh, especially the PvE like uh, for ex- security missions, for example, which is what I'm more familiar with. Mm-hmm um i know security missions recently... are the ones
0: just for the audience that you know a lot of people who may not know all the ins and outs i'm going to break things down for them for all these yeah interviews. that's fine and one thing i want to say security missions are combat missions there's also courier missions and uh mining missions as well but everybody when they say they're doing missioning they're basically doing security
1: missions and yeah the so with the yeah security combat yeah exactly um, and i noticed that there's there's times where i could repeatedly get the same mission i've even had instances where i've had the exact same mission twice um and when i say exact same it's the same pirate name it's the same mm. goal you know it might be in a different system but it's it's a carbon copy it's
0: immersive um, immersive and- breaking right it is,
1: it is, it absolutely is. Especially, you know, when you look at other MMOs or even other RPGs where you don't you you could have a game where you'll never get the same quest twice, you know? Yeah. It almost um, feels broken and, at that point, and, doesn't it? Like Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's something that I would, um, you know, I'd love to see change. I'd love to see more, again, like you said, immersion um, within storylines as well. Have more missions that are Mm storylined, and, you know, follow a certain aspect of a story and get more involved into EVE lore and to the EVE story. Because personally, I know from doing missions, I hardly know anything about, you know, EVE lore. Even the storyline missions I do get, I kind of get an implant here and there for a reward. And I'm like, okay, well, that's great. (laughs)
0: Put that in the bag.
1: (laughs) yeah put that in the bag you know okay awesome well then you know what did i learn about eve not a lot right
0: yeah i, I think the consequences if we can just have a discussion on it is um the consequences are not they kind of railway you into deciding uh what to do like the princess mission is for me the biggest one where you have to you have to kill the princess in order to turn in the mission otherwise you fail the mission and nobody wants to fail a mission, but there's no ethical choice there. I don't want to kill the. No. I want a white knight, or I don't want to kill her. Uh, but you know, they force you into that—like, kill her, or you're going to lose faction standing. So that? Yeah, that's right. And
1: choices? when you, when you do the new, like the new character missions, and you do something like the War Academy missions, mm-hmm. um, there is a lot more immersion, there's a lot more involvement in those new player missions mm-hmm. um, than there are with the generic player missions um, once you're in system and once you are flying around uh, in high sec and with you know again with those missions if they're repetitive and they're carbon copies of each other you get bored as a player and you just think well what's the point
0: yeah let me ask you this do you do you when you do missions are you blasting through them are you um what do they call that blitzing them are you going through them as Blitzing fast, them. Yeah, blitzing them, just going through them as fast as possible, not collecting loot, just, just doing them for money? Or are you actually kind of like picking up the salvage and making sure you kill every rat that's in the, that part? How do you do
1: them? Generally, I try to kill every rat. I even um, go around blowing up structures just because I like to see the explosions. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's always fun. Uh, but when it comes to loot, I mean, generally, I don't pick half of it up. Um, I don't have any salvages you know i don't do a lot of salvaging so um, i don't generally do that i know again with people that i know in the community i know a lot of them especially nullsec will do ratting sites and then they'll have one of the other court mates come behind them and salvage everything or they'll just get a mobile tractor unit and sit it there and then come back later on with a hauler or salvager or something and you know do that um but i think there is there's more incentive to do it out in those areas too because there's more expensive loot mm-hmm. out in those areas um and and that's another thing too when it comes to missions as well i mean it would be interesting if they made particular missions with more more rewards um maybe in in ways of loot as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: these are all these are all you know ideas again suggestions i mean At the end of the day, I'm not a games programmer, so I don't know how difficult or how easy it would be to implement these things, but but um, it would be nice.
0: Yeah, these are the things that you've come across and you said like, hmm, you know, maybe uh, these need to be told to somebody. And I imagine that's why you're running for CSM to have some influence over the game's direction. Or what is your reason? Tell me.
1: Well, my reason to jump in is just basically give a voice to the player community um i mean it's my first time looking at eve politics and i've followed it um in the last couple of months um i've been watching the live streams and the facebook posts of the last or the most recent csm summit that was in iceland and um yeah just paying attention to a few decisions that are being made here and there and just kind of feeling like They're not, um, and this may be controversial, but feeling like they're not necessarily representing all the players. Uh, I feel like maybe some of the previous CSM members have been a little bit more, uh, I guess, approaching ideas and changes to the game from an individual or perhaps an alliance perspective and not from the community perspective.
0: Well, that's the that's the thing that gets thrown at them like you guys are from NullSec, you guys are big blocks, you guys are just leveraging the CSM for your own, you know, benefit. And that's, let's, let's assume that they're honorable men and they want to make the game better too. And they work with mechanics and all that sort of thing. Like how, how do you feel they're not representing you?
1: Well, I know that there, like you said, there has been a lot of uh, NELSEC, I guess, you know, implementations or a lot of talk about NELSEC going on. Um, there have been a few, a few game changing. more I mean, people would, will agree and disagree, but I know, for example, um, the recent changes to the market data input, um, trying to remove or de- decrease the amount of information that comes out of certain sectors. Um, you know, you can see it from two sides of the coin. You can see it from one where, yeah, okay, people are going to get intelligence off these systems, knowing, uh, what they're producing, how much they're producing, how much they're mining, et cetera, et cetera, where things are being moved to and from. Um, but from another perspective, when you look at it from a market perspective, and that's where I come from in a data perspective, why should you have that
0: information though? I mean, this has been kind of talked about, so I really don't want to go too far into it unless you, yeah, yeah. But you're saying that's one one way that they've kind of geared the game towards themselves. But I want to know about you. Like, forget that controversy. I think it's a made-up controversy. (laughs) uh, What I want to talk about is you play this game, I think like a lot of people play this game, and you have the ability to empathize with their situation. Uh, And I want to know how you feel about the representatives not representing you uh you know as a high sec player i guess
1: yeah i don't i don't feel um well i mean again i'm new to this whole the whole eve politics thing so and i'm new to the forums i I admit that i don't spend much time on the forums and i know a lot of people that i play with don't spend time on the forums um but you know it's, it's another thing it's another issue that can that needs to be addressed as well i guess in this, in the way of you know forums and communication and getting things out i mean i always read the dev blogs i always want to know what's coming out and then you'll have people go oh what this just changed you know <laughs> oh what this ship looks different they're, you know and it's like behind, mate just or... read the dev blog <laughs> yeah yeah it's like mate just like you know, and that's another thing, again, with the client window as well, that CCP should throw up more advertisement or more pop-up windows to say, hey, this is happening, this is happening, you know, to get more people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, as a high-stack community, you know, again, they're like, you know, missions, for example, which I'm going to go back to, is that that hasn't really changed in the last couple of years. Um, I think the only thing that's really changed significantly is the new player experience. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, just things like that, there's sort of, you know, um, I feel like there should be more events in HighSec as well. You know, more special events. I mean, we have those Burn Jeter events, but they're kind of player-organized. It would be nice to see more CCP-organized events because they ultimately have control over what NPCs they can insert into zones um, and what kind of things they can do with the game. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you actually participate in those things?
1: Um, uh, but not not really burn Judah. I stay away from Judah. <laughs> if that's coming you if something like by, that's happening. You
0: participate by staying the hell out, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i d I've lost enough charions in my lifetime, so I don't want to lose any more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think um this is the sad part of this for me, uh because I empathize with you tremendously. I think we're so much alike. Uh you're probably a better person than I am, but the, the fact that there are probably thousands of you, tens of thousands of you, and they're the ones that are least likely to hear this recording or to mobilize to vote for you. Uh, and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's really sad. I just don't know how to overcome that. Um, but you really, to me kind of symbolize the kind of person I wanted to use this platform to talk to the, you know, the meager 2000 people that, uh, that listen to this podcast
1: the good thing oh that's that's still a, that's still a huge number and especially yeah. for oh, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt you there but um, just in terms of Eve when you look at other games and MMOs especially when you look on YouTube because I, I did YouTube for a while as a gamer mm-hmm. um, and the content that comes up on Eve you could search Eve and find a handful of YouTubers who you know broadcast Eve on a regular basis mm-hmm. and you know it's interesting to to, to see that Eve is such an old game and yet there is not so much content in the way of, you know, YouTube and streams and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like it's pushing through, like it is pushing through those social media barriers and it is pushing up with podcasts. I'm seeing a lot more of them. I'm seeing a lot more um, YouTube recommendations for other Eve channels. Um, I've even thought about making one myself just for, you know, yeah. <laughs> if, I don't know, and boring market stuff. I oh, know there's other market channels. Yeah, I would watch there, your Sharon
0: go into GP.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, would I love mean, that. if I wanted to blow that away. <laughs> just, you should do a
0: stream where all you do is wreck ships. Like, you just fly them into impossible situations and wait to get killed. And I bet you'll survive a few of those.
1: Uh. Mate, I don't know. I don't know if I want to <laughs> risk losing all that isk again. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. yeah, the stakes have to be high. Um, yeah, well, it's it, it's good. I, I don't know if there is a bridge for that. Um, the good thing about the people that listen to this podcast, a lot of them are influential among other people. And I don't know if that helps because I don't know if people tell other people how to vote if it's not an informal process like an official ballot or something like that. But uh, my hope is that Uh, These podcasts that people are doing, not just myself, but other people as well, are heard, uh, and votes are changed. You know, minds are changed. Because you, to me, are like the real Eve player. That elusive Eve player that Eve media can't talk to, can't find. Yeah, I mean,
1: well, I don't know, I guess in real life as well i've always been the gray man it's a um i don't know if it's a term you guys use over there but it's a term that we kind of use in the army and where you're the gray man you know people know of you but they don't know much about you and you just kind of stay in between between the ranks you know and you don't get in trouble but you also don't get put up for promotion you know and that's kind of you know a nice place to sit because you can you know you can slide through and do certain things um and not get noticed and then you know, which which is a double-edged sword. You know, sometimes you want to get noticed for things, but other time you don't get hassled for things either. Um, and it's a it's a big step for me too, I guess, out of my comfort zone to put my hand up for for a CSM nomination and to be like, you know, hey guys, now you know, come talk to me and come tell me what your problems are and you know, come suggest things to me that I could potentially, you know, if I'm successful, um, relay back to head office and. You know, and suggest these ideas, and have have that. Not only the representing the players, but also you know, have that conversation with the other CSM members and with CCP. And to also, I would really love to know how it actually works, because unless unless you're on the CSM, you don't know how it works. Um, or unless you work in CCP, we don't know what it's like in the background. We don't know how hard it is to make these changes or implement these changes. You know
0: yeah that was my next question that you just answered and that was what okay what no that's great what changed in you to make you want to step out of your comfort zone as the uh, you use gray man we use every man Uh, the every man is somebody who's nobody uh pretty much because he he blends in with all the other ordinary people uh that's what we call like the every man kind of thing or somebody you could relate to that's like you that's not super or you know below par
1: yeah. What, yeah, what, what changed? Exactly. What made you? What
0: made you run for CSM though? Is it uh, just you finally after four years of, you know, doing it, and a few years with your friends, you're like, you know, I could do this. I think I could do this. What what happened?
1: Yeah. It all it all changed last year, basically, when I um, you know met these other Aussies. Um, we're actually talking about going to Eve Down Under this year, which is in July. Wow. Um, and Eve Down Under's you know another Eve events. It's kind of like Eve Vegas and the uh, fan fest, except for Aussies, and in you know, a little dingy pub somewhere. I don't know, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So uh, you know, being with these guys, and not just the Aussies, but also we've got Europeans and Americans and things um, that we things people I should say that we talk to, <laughs> and yeah, just <laughs> just talking to these guys, and on a daily basis, uh, I've been on Eve every day. Um, just again talking to them and just having good chats and you know having a lot of banter and yeah, I just thought you know wouldn't it be nice just to just to have a, a decent voice um, in the community. Um, I'm also personally I'm I'm not working at the moment, so I figured well I've got free time up my sleeve, mm. so you know why not you know why not have someone who could dedicate a lot of their time to it as well. Is
0: that going to be okay? Shouldn't you be finding a job?
1: Ah uh, well, I mean. It's it's a bit personal, but well, I'm just got go um. It. Oh no no no, I'm fine. I've just got I'm on a like a military pension, so I kind of don't have to work at the moment. Oh okay good.
0: That's actually a good story. I thought you were gonna say you were ill or something.
1: Oh no no. Well, maybe maybe I'm ill. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Aren't we all?
1: <laughs> Please don't America. read my don't read my psych file. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: okay, that's awesome. So. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, that's all right.
0: Anything else you want to say? The that... anything you're I didn't cover that you.
1: No, I no, don't. Not at all. I think um, everyone's probably said the same thing. But I mean, when it comes down to, as far as I understand the CSMS and all the members on the CSM panel, is that we are meant to represent the player community, uh, and we are there to to be, you know, a sounding board to to relay ideas, suggestions, feedback to CCP. Uh, But again, we're we're also not able to, or we shouldn't be able to force CCP's hand um, to make changes happen. But obviously, we're there to relay, you know, your voices to CCP. And um, that's all I can kind of promise if you do vote for me. And if I do, you know, get in the position of one of the 10 CSMs, that's going to be available this year. Um, yeah, and that's, that's all I can really offer. But um, other than that, I'm in Australia. So, you know, for all those Aussie players, if they need someone in their time zone that's a bit more, you know, relevant and relatable to all our Aussie banter and humor, then, you know, there's someone down here for you as well.
0: Yeah, a lot of these shows are kind of all the same, right? We say, what do you, what do you like about the game? Tell us about your expertise and all that. I don't really care about any of that. I mean, expertise is important you need some people in there that know how things are triggered, where the bottlenecks are and to give advice and to be consulted. But CCP talks to those people anyway. They essentially seek them out and talk to them. You know, it may be a benefit to have them on CSM. I don't know. It's not like C- CCP is going to say, we can't talk to you, go through your CSM member when they know you're an expert in something. So I don't think experts necessarily should be all in CSM. Um, what I was looking for and I think you really provided a lot of it for me is how much heart you have about the game and essentially how positive you are on it and uh, how much you want to help it uh, to go forward and stuff. And uh, It just seems that anybody who plays this game four years by themselves like I did for a long time, watching the world around you and being a part of it and being immersed in it and playing missions and not running through the missions for money. But actually playing the missions and collecting things and watching things blow up, that tells (laughs) me volumes about your relationship to the game that I think... Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, no. And it's all about fun, too. At the end of the day, that's that's the reason why I play video games, to escape reality, and I'm sure a lot of people do. And, you know... There, there's obviously, you know, there is obviously, this is why we need CSMs, and there's obviously the real life factor and how, you know, there are things that need to happen in real life to to affect the game. But at the same time, we're all here to play and have fun. And if we can make that enjoyable for everyone and keep the game going uh, in an upward trend, then yeah, it's all for the better. Terrific.
0: All right, Victor, thanks very much for joining us.
1: Perfect.